Welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, and I'm going to continue a little bit from last week's podcast segment around Iowa football in 2021. I was talking defense last week and talked about just how unbelievable Iowa secondary looks with both starting cornerbacks back, both starting safeties back, as well as returning starter Dane Belton in the cash position and how that cash position has become more and more prevalent in the Iowa defense the last three years. Uh, or so a hybrid cover corner player who's also an outside linebacker and can defend the run as well as cover wide receivers when going up against these wide open offenses that are all over college football and even in the Big Ten now. And if you recall, Amani Hooker was really the first player to excel in that cash position at Iowa. And he's now been with the Tennessee Titans for a few years and look for just a huge year from Dane Belton in his third season playing the cash position. Well, we're going to talk uh, in this one about the linebacker position. Uh, we didn't really get into a whole lot of detail last week around that. And then I'm going to talk about which which position group on offense I feel the most confidence about going into next year. Which position group gives me a little bit of uh, just a little bit of a rumble in the stomach, maybe just a little bit of concern, not sure what's going to happen. What, what makes me lose a little bit of sleep when I start thinking about the Hawkeyes trying to win 9, 10, 11, 12 games next year? I brought up the cash position because, again, with that cash position, Iowa's playing more of a, of a five defensive back look than they have in the past. Iowa was always traditionally under Kirk Ferentz with Norm Parker, Phil Parker as defensive coordinators. They were the 4-3-4, and now they're more of a 4-2-5 type of a of a of a look, but that cash position, you know, you've got to have a guy in there that can both support the run and and be a cover guy. So it's it's really just a hybrid position. But I was really playing uh, for the majority of the time two linebackers instead of three. There are there are teams that they play three linebackers against. I mean, Wisconsin, you're going to want to load it up with three linebackers a good part of the time, except for maybe on third down. Or, or long yardage type of situations. But at linebackers, at linebacker, the Hawkeyes are in great shape with Jack Campbell and Seth Benson both getting a lot of starts last year. Now, Benson had to fill in for Campbell the first few games, and he did well. But, man, did he get, get better as the season went on. And that was the same thing with Campbell. You could see him just getting better and better as the season progressed. Had just a great game in that Wisconsin game. I'll never forget that interception he had uh, that really iced that game. And... I can see why you know, he gets some comparisons to Josie Jewell. Uh, he has a lot to accomplish on the field, obviously, to live up to that comparison. Josie was a unanimous All-American linebacker for the Hawkeyes, but Jack Campbell is 6'5 and over 240 pounds, and people think he's just more athletic than Josie. Just, I mean, has, has really just has these gifts from God that, that most people don't get with that kind of size and quickness and speed and agility. So the next question is, will he be able to read plays, react as quickly as Josie did uh, when he ruled the Big Ten? But I think we're going to start to see him dominating play this year after getting some quality starts last year. And let's not forget about some of the other linebackers on this team, starting with Justin Jacobs and Jay Higgins. And I think the, the future is bright. For both of those guys and hopefully they can get some quality snaps this year. Jacobs will likely play the third linebacker, the outside linebacker position in those situations where they're not playing the cash and they're going 4-3-4. Four, four. 
Uh, and then we have Zach Tweet and Justin Sullivan, a couple of incoming linebackers uh, coming in this year. And then walk-on, Eric Epinesa. Let's not forget AJ's little brother is working out at linebacker for the Hawks. It'll be interesting to see if he'll you know, get on the field and contribute over time, whether that's special teams or at the linebacker position. So that's it on defense. And next, we're going to start talking about the offense. The position group that I have most confidence in going into the 2021 Hawkeye football season is running backs. And that's mostly because of Tyler Goodson. The man they call T-Good is the leader of this group, along with new running back coach, former Hawkeye great Liddell Betts. And coach Derek Foster did a great job. He's moving now to the L.A. Chargers in the NFL. And to replace him, Iowa went with one of its own. And Liddell Betts, who played for three years under Kirk Ferentz after playing for a year, for Hayden Fry, he had two 1,000-yard rushing seasons as a Hawkeye with 3,600 yards in his career with 25 touchdowns. Really good to get someone like him in the locker room who knows the system, he knows the culture, and what it takes to succeed at the running back's position at Iowa. So excited to have Liddell Betts back with the Hawkeyes. Well, T. Good had over 600 yards rushing as a freshman with five TDs, and you could see the Hawks had something special with him. He kind of reminds me of Akron Wadley if Wadley would have put on 20, 25 pounds of muscle during his career. Um, Goodson has the ability to break off long runs. He had an 80-yarder for a TD last year. He can also juke guys. And he rushed for 762 yards last year and also had 15 receptions for 150 yards. And that was in that eight-game season. So the Hawks really seem to like to rotate running backs now, and they have for the last several years. It's not like the days of Freddie Russell and especially Albert Young, Sean Green, where they would get 30 carries a game quite a bit, it seemed like. And, you know, I expect as a junior, Tigo's going to get over 20 carries a game, and he's going to have some monster games in 2021. Well, who's going to rotate in to back him up? Um, if healthy, I'd like to see Ivory Kelly Martin get some carries and catch some balls out of the backfield. He's talented. We know he can do it. We've seen him do it, but he just needs to stay healthy. And then the Hawkeyes also have Gavin and LaShawn Williams. They're, they're both Williams. And Gavin Williams is a redshirt freshman out of Dowling in West Des Moines. LaShawn's out of Chicago. I hear good things about, about both of these kids. And then there's incoming freshman Devin Hilson listed running back from Des Moines North High School. Look for him to redshirt this season. At fullback, the Hawkeyes have a really good one, Monty Potabon. Uh, he's going to help open up holes for Tyler Goodson. He's a battering ram, clearing out linebackers. He's 6'1", 244-pound junior from Larchwood, Iowa. He's a, he has that perfect fullback mullet you like to see uh, from that position, and he's going to be fun, fun to watch in 2021. Working with that offensive line, punishing defenders, and opening up holes for the running backs. Well, that's that's the position group that I, I I feel really good about, and Tyler Goodson is a big reason for that. I think he's just going to have a monster year for the Hawkeyes. Well, what's the most concerning position group this year? You know, it's kind of a tough one. I started thinking about the offensive line a little bit. Three starters gone, both tackles. Cole Banwert uh, gone at offensive guard. Offensive line coach Tim Polacek left to take on more responsibilities as an offensive coordinator at Wyoming. Um, but you start thinking about offensive line, they've got Tyler Linderbaum anchoring the line at center. He's the best center in the NCAA. You know, he could have been a high draft pick this year, decided to come back and play with his brothers again. Um, you got Kyler, Kyler Schott, shooter, 
returning at guard. Cody Entz, who co Coach Ferrant says can play any position on the offensive line. And I really think Iowa's going to be okay. You also have Jack Plum. He got some starts last year. He's going to be bigger, stronger now and has that experience. And then there's youngsters. Don't forget about Justin Britt, uh, Nick DeYoung. Um, so they've got some talent in there and some really young guys, too, that are coming up. So I'm going to get a little bit more in-depth in the offensive line in the next, probably in the next podcast I do. But the Hawkeyes also have veteran offensive line coach George Barnett taking over, and he is a heck of a coach. I mean, if you Google him and just read about him, the players love him. He's a, he's a player's coach. Uh, he's a really knowledgeable guy, and he has 20-plus years' experience coaching offensive lines uh, you know, at, at universities. So really excited. to. You know, I don't think there's going to be any kind of a drop-off on the offensive line. And then you throw in Brian Ferentz, played center at Iowa. He was the offensive line coach at Iowa. Um, he's now the offensive coordinator. And then Kirk Ferentz is an offensive line guru. So I think we're going to be good on the line. So my biggest concern, and mostly because it's it's the most important position for the offense, and that's quarterback. And Spencer Petrus became the starter last year. He had a shaky start for Iowa uh, as the Hawkeyes started 0-2. Some of the passes were head scratchers. There were some... You know, pretty easy passes that kind of went right into guys' ankles, kind of threw them into the ground, and the three-interception game against Northwestern. And that was probably the low point of the season. The Hawkeyes were 0-2, didn't know if they'd bounce back. But then they rattled off six straight wins to end this COVID-shortened season last year, and Petrus got better as the season progressed. So Petrus ended that eight-game season throwing for 1,569 yards, he had nine touchdowns, five interceptions, and the last two games, which were wins over Illinois and Wisconsin, Spencer threw for five touchdowns with zero interceptions, and Illinois, if you recall, was a big comeback after the Hawkeyes fell behind 14 to nothing. Things were looking bleak, and the Hawkeyes scored 35 unanswered points with three touchdown throws for Petrus, almost 100 yards in that game as well by Goodson, so... Great comeback by the Hawkeyes. And then the Wisconsin game, 28-7 win for Iowa. And Petrus had a couple of just beautiful passes for touchdowns to Amir Smith-Marset. And another thing of note is Spencer threw for a completion rate of over 60% in three of the last four games last season. So there was improvement, uh, definitely evident uh, as the season went on for Spencer Petrus. And... You know, also, he only threw for two interceptions in the last five games of the season. So the things that he really needs to improve on are consistency, completion percentage. And he ended the season with a completion percentage of 57%. That really should get north of 60%, hopefully getting closer to 65% if the Hawkeyes are going to have the kind of success that they want to have in the passing game next season. Well, interesting to see, Spencer Petrus has been working with a private quarterback coach Tony Racchiopi, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, we've been working with him in the offseason at Test Football Academy in New Jersey. And Tony mentioned that footwork and consistency are two of the main things they're working on, along with figuring out how to better use his body to help make throws, not just relying on his arm, but positioning himself correctly to be able to make a, a really accurate, efficient throw. He's really just trying to try some little tweaks to make his take his game to another level. And that's really good news 
you know, to get that, uh, our quarterback is meeting with a quarterback guru, training with him for a couple hours uh, a day and, and trying to get help with mechanics. And you combine that with all the film study, practice time with Ken O'Keefe. Um, I'm all for that, you know, especially if that's going to translate to some success on the field this year. And I think it will. So what's the floor for Spencer Petrus? Well, the floor is, you know, being inconsistent, missing too many easy throws, not being able to keep the sticks moving on offense and getting benched after a few games this year. I really don't see that happening. I think Spencer Petrus is, is going to improve and, and build on kind of what he did at the end of last season and, and do even better than that. What's the ceiling? The ceiling is improved accuracy and consistency, better footwork and pocket awareness, leading the team you know, to a nine-plus, you know, maybe even 10-win football season, a nice bull berth. You know, he could be potentially third-team All-Big Ten and really just kind of setting himself for a monster senior season and looks from the NFL. I'm kind of getting way ahead of things there, but I really think that, you know, you look at his body and kind of some of the things he did when he was on, uh, you can see that the potential is there. So my prediction is we will see a better Spencer Petrus this year. He's going to meet expectations and become more consistent and accurate, and he's going to really lead this team. Uh, it really seems like, the players really like him and, and respect him as a leader. But he sure better improve because backup quarterback Alex Padilla is doing some good things behind him. And, you know, I don't think Iowa's going to hesitate to make a change at quarterback if things aren't progressing for Petras, especially if Padilla continues to improve. But Spencer really seems like a good kid. Um, it's, it's fun to hear that his teammates talk about what a great leader he is. So I'm really hoping the best for him this year. I mentioned Padilla, and Hawk fans are also excited about redshirt freshman Deuce Hogan from Texas. And after him, the Hawkeyes have an incoming quarterback in the 2021 class, Ohio three-star recruit Johnny Longball Labas. Yes, Iowa's official Twitter account nicknamed him Longball. So that's, that's some pretty good stuff. And Labas is a 6'3", 190-pound kid. Um, he has pretty good mobility, so... It's nice to see that the Hawkeyes kind of kind of get some guys that 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 are kind of more traditional quarterbacks like they look at, but also have some mobility. Well, that's all I have for today. Um, next episode, I'm going to finish out the offensive position groups, talk a little bit more in depth on offensive line and then the tight ends, and then let's talk about special teams. And I'm I can't believe how I can be as excited as I am to talk about special teams. Just the Hawkeyes are has some really good special teams players. And I also feel like I need to dig in a little bit deeper to the news of Iowa serving adult beverages at Kinnick and Carver, uh, other sporting venues, and, and kind of how that may change some things for fans or, or how fans are perceiving this from what I'm hearing. So that's going to be another fun episode, and I can't wait to talk about that. Well, I hope everybody's summer is going well, and uh, you're staying out of the heat, trying to stay cool. So go Hawks!